Yeah, because I changed my microphone. Test. Oh, here it is. Now I can hear myself. It was just off. You test, test, are test, just test. such a meltdown. You can boy. hear yourself. Yeah, I can hear myself. Well, I just wanted to make sure you have because to stop having meltdowns. I'm not having a meltdown. It's like we're testing the audio. I know, but you have meltdowns and things don't go your way. <laughs> I've never been an only child until I've gotten older. Yeah, I know. I can tell. Can you explain the difference between a tantrum and a meltdown? Okay, so I feel when we were younger, and when I say younger, I mean early 20s, if Fred Smith was out and something didn't go his way, he would have a full-blown tantrum, which I used to call the Fred word tantrum. This is when we were just friends. Yeah. So, well, Nate coined the term Fred word. Fred word. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a whole nother guy. He was a funny, interesting, only child tantrum throwing guy. Like the kid at Target who doesn't get the... Toy. Yes, yes. So now it has turned into Meltdown Fred. Hmm. So this only child, if something work-wise doesn't go his way or whatever it is, this Pisces sun, Scorpio rising, has a full-blown meltdown. And I just mean meltdown. You're not crying. You're not kicking. You just completely, I think, see red Everything else in the world goes quiet and you just can only focus on the fact that this is not working. You're not getting your way and you're so upset about it and nothing else matters. I call that, you call it a meltdown. I call it eccentric, productive, efficient problem solving. When I see a hole in a boat and it's squirting water, right? I don't think about anything else but plugging that hole. So... It's not me having a meltdown. It's me putting every resource in my head to fix a problem. Okay. Because as we're trying to get the audio going <laughs> and you're taking a selfie and what's important for people to have a good audio experience as we talk for the next hour is that the audio is perfect. Agree. And you're taking a selfie. I never got my selfie actually because you but went... you can take it after when I'm doing other things, when I'm testing for audio. Well, because I know once you're done, meltdown Fred is going to want to go into the show. I know I've got about two minutes before we film yeah. to get my selfies. And instead of getting my selfie today, I got a selfie of you, which isn't really a selfie. It's more of a photo. So long story short, if Fred is having a meltdown, I let him just melt it out. Tire myself out. Yeah, that, truly. I've learned as we've gotten older, I just let you do you. They only last between like a minute and sometimes 15 minutes. Oh, I thought you were going to say three hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Then it turns to pouting. Pouting. Oh. But the meltdown of its height yes. is about 15 minutes max. And then it then I pout sometimes and then I'm back to And normal. then you're good. Completely back to grateful. But that's, I truly believe it's because you're a water sign. Like I don't a, think so. I know so. And it's funny because as I started learning about the Zodiac, I remember I kept going, well, they keep seeing, saying Pisces are emotional and they're water signs. I go, I don't see that at all with Freddie. But then when I really looked at the big picture, it doesn't mean that you're sitting in a room crying because that's not you at all. I think I've seen you cry maybe like five times in my life. Yeah, like and I was not... paid four times. <laughs> but he brings the jokes. <laughs> my little meltdown tantrum Pisces. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I really want to have a boy when we have a kid. Ugh. I just want someone who's a mini-me that no. understands. Well, you would get the double dose. But just to have a little guy that I just go, I get it. I get it. 
what you know? what he's going through. I get what he's going through. It's the reason I never slept. That's the only reason I'm an only child. Because you were so bad, your parents. Because I never slept. My my mom and dad go. We we can never have another kid because I never slept. And I love sleeping as an adult. But I think I was born into this world, and I was like, it's time to go. There's no time to sleep. Because think about when you're six weeks old, you've slept enough. You're young. Right. You're ready to go. And I didn't want to sleep. I, I wanted to start stuff. You wanted to start stuff. Yeah. Well, there's even this video of you during Christmas. I think you were maybe nine years old mm-hmm. that we saw in your parents' home videos. And your mom just putting ornaments on the tree. And nine-year-old Fred goes... No, mom, you're not doing it right. Do it this way. <laughs> like, yeah. You just, it's your way or the highway, baby. There's a right way <laughs> and a wrong way to do something. If you're going to put in the time, you might as well do it the right way. Well, I like that. And the right I'm way. I'm not bossy. I'm helpful. helpful. Saw that sign at Target years ago. And I go, I've never seen something that fits <laughs> my so personality right. so right. But as I've gotten older, nobody likes to know it all. And I'm I'm half kidding right now. Like I don't I don't act like that. I'm super I'm super open to always learning things. But there are times that I um, I I feel like I have a good take. Mm -hmm. I don't tell people what they have to do, but I feel I have a good opinion and a good take on a lot of things. But there are times and situations where I won't bring it up because I just don't want to seem that every time someone's talking about something, I have a take on it. But I also feel too with you that you don't really share your opinion unless it's something you're well versed in. Or you really know. Like yeah. you're not going to go speak on some topic if you don't know anything about it. You're going to be on the other end and ask questions. Um, and try to learn a yeah. different point of view. Unless I can back it up with, you know, if, if yeah, I can't just say one thing that I heard. And if someone questions it and then me not know, right. then I just don't say anything. I'd rather just learn and ask questions. But if I have enough of a, an idea, mm-hmm. you know, if someone wants to talk about what do you think happens when you die – that's an interesting conversation in the right context of just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, but here's some different theories that's been very right. researched in a fun way, not researching it with a, pro- a point to prove, just interesting. Yeah. Or, you know, things that happen in the world. I like to, you know, have enough facts, if you will, to or theories that make it interesting. But I'm always open to change my mind. That's why I feel like I, I never really stand up on anything and tell people what to do. Because right. there's been many times in my life where I go, this is what I'm doing. This is the right answer. And then six months later, I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I'm changing and moving this way. So I just, I'm always just looking for, you know, where the right answer yeah. lies. And you have to be open-minded. That's the biggie. I feel or I wish so many more people were open-minded to just sit and have a conversation with someone who has opposing views so that at the very least, they could maybe try and empathize of why that person has that view. It could be completely different, but if people could just sit and talk with the same tone, of course you can get passionate, but no yeah. fighting about it. it. Just I feel like it would help for people to try and figure out, well, why, why do you feel that way? Well, this all makes sense. When you, when you sit and listen to a podcast or you listen to somebody you meet at a party and you are having a conversation like this, I feel it's a... It's a sign that somebody's ego's in check. They have information. They're they're not insecure about a certain situation in their life, and they're just open to listening. Yeah. I think if you're if you're stone cold set on something, and you and you don't have a lot of facts, or it's you know just becomes this argument. It's, it's it just shows that there's 
a lack of understanding for the other person. 100%. Because there's certain things that deep down I stand on. There's certain ideas that I have that I'm like, this is right. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the need to want to try to change somebody's mind who after, if you can't have a civil conversation, I'm not going to battle. I see too many videos on the internet of people talking about NFTs or crypto or, or any topic in politics. It's just back and forth. Yep. And people are yelling at each other. And I feel like no one's mind's ever changed. You know, it's so weird when you brought that NFT thing up because you probably haven't heard about this, but there's this girl who's a cast member on, it's called The Single Life. It's 90 Day Fiance. And she, I mean, this is pretty outrageous. <laughs> You're really not going to have no idea what I'm about to say. But with her fame from the show, she had this idea to sell her farts in a jar. And she would, yeah, did you hear I, about I, I this? I heard girl? about it. I'm, I'm locked into culture, even with people selling farts in jars, yes. <laughs> but it ended up being really lucrative, and people were paying like 1000 a jar, and she was doing, I think, 50 a week. So the whole thing is she started eating. She was making a lot of money. $1,000? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how she got to that price point. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, but you know why? Because it's probably rare. How many can she get a day? Well, but so here's the whole thing. You're insane. But she started eating foods that would help make this happen. You know, a more bean-filled diet, if you will. Oh, my God. She ended up going to the ER. She thought she was having a heart attack. It wasn't. Obviously, it was just she was, you know, eating a lot of foods to make that happen. So it turns out she goes, okay, guys, I'm so sorry. I have to stop this. I can't keep doing it. Now... She's released NFTs of her farts in a jar, and they've all completely sold out. So I'm like, isn't that interesting? She did something so drastic that now she has NFTs of it. But she put like, and she made a lot of money off of it. Yeah, it's, it's a moment in time, and I hope that they stick around. Or they will be around for a long time. But What, NFTs? But this is the first time that something, you know, hip, new, cutting edge has come about and we haven't gotten into it yet mm -hmm. and i feel really good because the initial thought of nfts about two years ago i know so much more now but there are certain instances where i go man we would have made so much money just by like speculating wait nfts were two years ago yeah no way really maybe a year ago i remember we were in twin eagles when we first mentioned it when it start, started wow. coming i mean i'm sure they've been around for a while but when they hit like mainstream sure but um but yeah they're becoming collectibles and it's just to say that you actually have something here hold on test 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 yeah that works test 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 <laughs> yeah, all right we're back to anything uh, no anyway. tantrum no meltdown no 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 <laughs> we're good um but yeah that's really interesting that that these days you can you can sell everything, anything, anything that you want. And it's, this is my one curiosity. I mean, I have a lot of curiosities in life, but just about this new virtual world. So in real life, we have just different ways that we communicate and through language, it's very specific. And I'm curious, is that going to get lost in that virtual world? So for instance, um, when it comes to texting, do you feel like you would know if it were me writing you? Um, 
Yeah. Right? The short answer is yes. Short answer is yes. So I feel like through um, language, like I always know too when people maybe plagiarize something and pass it off as their own words because there, there's a language. There's a something about that person, the way they speak, their voice. Even Gary Vee, when he does his books, he has a ghostwriter, but I think he's talking and they're recording and then they transcribe it to sound like him. Because if someone just writes a novel and it's not in their voice, you kind of know. Yeah. So is that going to get lost in translation as this whole virtual world changes and everything's happening? I just feel like we all have such a specific voice just in general life. And I'm just curious if that is ever going to go away or if that kind of will somehow translate into that world too. It'll it'll just be because every, everything that's going to happen in the virtual world is already happening now on the phone. Mm-hmm. So the, the way that you can tell, you know, certain generations, um, like I can, I can look at a text message and I can guess, guess the person's age who's writing it. Hmm. And you know that even with business, when you're, when, when you talk to people in advertising or I'm, I'm, I'm assuming too in real estate, um, you can tell if you're working with an agent who's 65 yeah. compared to someone who's 30, just based on their tech savviness, texting savviness. Yeah. Now that's not for everyone. There's, I'm sure there's 60 year olds who, you know, FaceTime and send emojis and understand explanation marks to show enthusiasm yeah. compared to just, okay. Like right. I used to do that with my old accountant where I would write like this elaborate email <laughs> about important stuff and he, and he would just say, okay, call me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just, I just need an answer. Just, yeah. but he wants to talk on the phone. Uh, but yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it'll all, we're going to just blend perfectly. It'll seamlessly go. So do you know how certain people write with a style of all lowercase? Like, is that something you're you're even familiar with? That write with in lowercase? Yeah. Even the first letter? Yes. So Why would that happen? Some writers, for some reason, they just like the look, the feel, the aesthetic of just all lowercase. And I remember when I was younger, this is, <laughs> there's a lot to this story, but to start it, a friend of mine online would always do that. And I thought it was really, really cool. So I kind of started doing all lowercase. And funny enough, remember Sam? We had him on our podcast, Miller, the author. Yeah. He does that too. So oh, it's, it's just a style. I don't know. Um, but they did it. And so I started doing because I love the way it looked and felt. But you know me. I'm crazy when it comes like crazy OCD with just grammar, making sure things look a certain way. And after a while, I go... I can't do this anymore. I got to do it normal. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just a whole crazy story to this. So I was about 13 and my neighbor was talking to a friend online. And so I'd always go to her house and she thought she was talking to JC Shazay from NSYNC. So this is where the story begins. Early catfish? Early catfish. The username was I'm a Muse 5 and they used to say that all the guys in the band would come on and talk at different times. So whenever Justin Timberlake was coming on, he would do the all lowercase. So that's like kind of how we knew. Now, when I look back at this catfish, I go, that's actually really clever. Like, good on you. Oh, yeah. So smart. Literally, I was 13 years old for a year. I'd always go over. We'd talk. It was so fun. And then eventually you kind of started realizing, hey, anytime we say talk on the phone, it's not working, you know, that yeah. whole thing. So I ended up moving on with my life. I was like, whatever, you don't have to talk to this person anymore. 
fast forward to years later. I'm in LA. I'm probably 18 or 19. And a girlfriend calls me and she goes, hey, I'm going over uh, to JC Chazay's house in the hills. Do you want to come? And at the time, I'm just kind of like, uh, heck yeah, you know, absolutely. Let's go. And so we walk into this house. It's in Laurel Canyon. We had to go all the way up on this really, really steep like hill. And I was just like, oh gosh, I don't know how we're going to go back down that. We get to this gorgeous house and he answers the door and he goes, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Josh. And all in sinkers knew he went by JC, but his real name was Josh. I was like, I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it was still really cute, really humble. So we walk in and he just had like, I mean, you can imagine it was a beautiful, beautiful place. But the entire time that I was there and because we went back quite a few times because we ended up being friends with this group. But the whole time I was there, I was like. I have to ask him, what's this you? Are you, I am Amuse 5. Does this feel, do you know, does that mean anything? But I just couldn't do it because I was young and not ballsy. And I know it wasn't them. But, yeah. <laughs> but I so badly wanted to ask. I think you just solved the big answer there. What? Is that I think you, deep down, everyone wanted to believe it was them. Mm-hmm. Because even to this day, there's people who make fake accounts. And, you know, people will let me know. But I never, like, I'll report I them. You. But I yeah. won't, um, like, do anything because they can always just make a new one. And it's just like, but it's interesting when some people, and I hope they don't never get duped. But if, if that's the reason they have blue check marks and verifications. They didn't have that back then. But you, but people have to look for that blue check mark for safety mm -hmm. because some of the messages I get, the people are tr like hitting on people. Really? Yeah, like they're like, oh, they're they're hitting on me, and that's when I started to like question like, wait, it. They're married. Yeah, and, or um, huh. but then someone like Mark Wahlberg, he always writes and goes, I would never ask you for money. So some people impersonate celebrities to ask for money. Some people do it just to you know for whatever reason. Do you? But to be safe. In today's world, so you don't get catfished. I know. My I, accounts are all verified. Yes. So make sure, even your Instagram. My Instagram is, not my TikTok, not my Twitter. So if you're But talking, your Instagram is where you usually talk to people. Yeah. You don't talk to people on Twitter. Yeah. So just, just be aware of that, of just if there's ever messages, because we can't monitor all those, obviously. Yeah. But then I think to myself, the real celebrities have to have millions of fake accounts. I mean, it's if I've had a hundred fake accounts over the years, someone like Mark Wahlberg has to have a hundred thousand fake accounts. Well, what's weird about the Mark Wahlberg thing is I remember maybe a year or two ago, he posted a video of his daughter dancing and I made some comment just about how talented she was. And I think there were literally like thousands of people who liked the comment. So it was really high up on his profile. And I remember thinking that's so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mark Wahlberg, you know, what if they saw it? And then I remember checking the next day and the comment was gone. And I go, so I wonder if his team... So his moderators. Yeah, they run the account. I don't know why they delete it, but who knows? You know, maybe younger girls are writing him and try... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there could just be a lot of weird stuff. So we don't even know what's on that end of being like mega famous and what goes into that. Well, and I think it's becoming a whole new niche. You know, people say like jobs are going away, but the new jobs are created. Mm -hmm. 
Instagram, like back when like MySpace, it was just a fun little thing that you share with your friends. Now it's become such a reputation status, especially if you're in business. Yeah. Your page and what you put out there really matters. And I feel you're going to eventually need a moderator because it's it's like if you were if we were to have a party and people knew the address or the event, you hire security. Mm-hmm. Because everybody who's trusting you and excited to go to your event, and there's a thousand people there, you can't let four trolls in that are going to steal, that are going to hurt people, that are going to be obnoxious. So that's why you have security. Well, now everything's so virtual, you need security on your online platforms as well. Yep. And that's why I just made that decision too. For me, I just block anybody who's sketchy <laughs> because I just go, I'm not going to, if someone came into my event that I'm hosting, and they walked up to my face and they go, you're stupid. I hate you. You think I would just say, you know what? I'm just going to ignore them. Get the F out of my <laughs> yeah. event. Get the F out of my house. Or even if we had a dinner party and there were 15 people and someone at the party goes, you know what? I find you annoying and I don't think you'll ever succeed. Do you think I would sit there and try to defend myself? I'd say, get out of my house. You're not allowed back here. And if you become obsessive in any weird way, I'm calling the police and getting a restraining order. Yep. That's so I'm treating my social platforms like that. I feel like we've evolved into that, which at this point it's like if you bring negativity to my social platform, blocked. I don't yeah. I don't want that here. Well, I'm not engaging. No. If if it's mm-hmm. like a if it's like a like someone mentioned too, you know, like hey, your mic was far away last episode. Yeah. I'm like that's not negative. That's constructive yes, criticism. Absolutely. There I I don't like if someone's saying something that is constructive or put in a way that I'm like, oh, their intention isn't to hurt. Right. It's to just say something. That's fine. I'm not unreasonable. Like, I like that. Yeah. But there are certain elements. And there's even times that I've seen a comment and I go, maybe I'm misinterpreting this. Maybe mm-hmm. just because they wrote it, it sounds worse than it is. I'm just going to let this person be. I'm not going to block them. Maybe they're just having a bad day. Sure. Three months later. I post something magical and that same person's back yeah. negative comment. And yeah. I go, I let you, I let you hit me twice Yeah. because I wanted to be nice. It's like if someone's, cause think about us. It's like, I've never written anything. I would never write anything bad on anybody's. No. I would just unfollow them. Yeah. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais and Jordan Peterson had the two best quotes about social media and trolls. Ricky Gervais says that Twitter is like a town square. And he goes, he has millions of people following him. They're choosing to follow him. And he's putting up things that he wants. He goes, Twitter is like if you went to the town square and put up a piece of paper that says guitar lessons, $100 an hour, and someone walked up to it, rips it off the telephone pole and goes, I didn't want guitar lessons. (laughs) He goes, it's not for you. Yeah. Like if you're on my page and you don't like what I'm doing, then just it's not for you. Then unfollow me or just like wait till there's something in the future that I do say that you care about. But I'm not forcing you to be on my page. And I feel like too there are a lot of times from my experience on Instagram or maybe years ago I followed someone because I was interested in whatever they were doing at that point. And then years later they'll show them and – I'll be like, oh, I'm not as interested anymore. And then they'll show them again. And maybe on that third show, I go, unfortunately, I'm just not interested in following this journey anymore. And you unfollow. I'm not going to write a mean comment. No. (laughs) That's some next level crazy. 
How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Alyssa and I have had Truebill now for about six weeks, eight weeks, and we love it. We linked our accounts. You can get rid of all the subscriptions that are just costing you just so much money a month. So we were able to save money, get our overhead down so that the extra money we can save, invest, or spend on something we want. So it's incredibly simple and keeps you organized, which is great. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa, it could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Freddie and Alyssa. Another thing that Jordan Peterson said is that if you're in a room of a thousand people and you ask a question or say something, you're going to get a general consensus from people. Mm-hmm. He goes, but what happens with negative comments is that imagine I looked out in those thousand people in the crowd and said, how many of you are having the worst day of your life? And 11 people raised their hand. And then he asked the question to those 11 people. Hmm. You're going to get a different response. Yep. The people who are in a bad mood or a bad life rut or in a weird place, those are the ones that are saying all that. But you wouldn't in real life take what that person's saying to heart. Huh. So I just love hearing both of those. But everything's evolving, and, and that's what I just want to, for us to continue to evolve, to understand this, because it's, it's, it's now undeniable of where it's going and why it matters in business. Okay. Again, for people who are on social media for fun, this, none of this applies. Right. But a lot of work is being done on social media. And it really does matter. So, but that's that. And Uh, really quick, though, speaking of social media and celebrities, something major happened with you, sir, the other evening. Mm, mm -hmm. Can you share what happened? Because I was shooketh. Yeah, it was my first um, celebrity acknowledgement. Like real celebrity. Mm -hmm. Like not clout. Real fame. Right. Uh, Jennifer Garner. Uh, What's her last name? Garner. Oh, good. You kept saying Gardner. <laughs> Garner. It's Garner. Yeah, Garner. No, I'm glad you said that. Jennifer probably. Garner uh, duetted one of my TikToks and put it on her TikTok and her Instagram. But it was super cool because she has almost 12 million followers on Instagram and probably has every A-list friend following her. And in the first four seconds or three seconds of her video is my face going, you know, name something you didn't think would take up so much of your time as an adult. 
and then she cuts to her telling her dog to go potty. But I was like, that is so cool. That's what I love about TikTok is that my question reached Jennifer Garner's page. And, and, and when did you film the original one? In October. Wow. But anyone who knows TikTok, those duets, there's only been a few that have gone this viral. And like the girl who I think the biggest one I ever saw was what's that one thing, that one movie or that one thing that lives in your head rent free. Oh, yes. That became huge. But this has stayed alive because now that Jennifer Garner posted this and it has between everything, let's call it six million views, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity for six million people <laughs> to duet that video using my face again. And if one person, so say 10,000 more people do it, of those 10,000 people, another one goes viral to a million people. Mm -hmm. Now of those million people, they all duet it again. So my video has probably be, easily been seen by over 100 million people. Well, and I want you to remember too, she posted on her Instagram. You're also not accounting for all of the news outlets that pick that up because they, they love resharing celebrities who are making Oh, who content. knows where else it's at. So yeah. I had so many people. It was probably, I think she posted around 11.30 p.m. Eastern, which makes sense because she lives in Cali, I think. Um, but I had so many people DMing me and I go, why aren't people writing me so late? And it was all to all of these different... Um, outlets that had picked this up plus her and they're like look where your husband's at oh my gosh and I go that is so wild yeah it's just neat yeah like I was like oh wow and she tagged you in it mm -hmm. so that you were able to pick up followers and giving the right credit and I just appreciate too when celebrities whether it's their team or them but when they respect and understand hey when you tag the creator that's really helpful because you have such a big following you know, thank you. Like, that's just... It is. It's really nice. Again, super nice when someone's doing it as a business. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're someone who has a private account, doesn't care, it's cool to show your friends if you're tagged. Mm -hmm. But in the business of acquisition of an audience that doesn't know you, that's what I get excited about because that's the entire business game. No matter what you do in life, if you run your own business... How many people can you get to see you and know about what you're selling? Yep. If you're a car salesman, your entire life revolves around how do I let everyone know in this town and the neighboring towns that I sell cars and I'm the best. Yep. That's what they spend all their money and all their time on. It's all marketing. Even movies, I think they're 50%, not that much, but like a huge percentage of their budget is all spent on marketing. Yep. The interviews, the press tour, all the TV commercials with the trailer – all the billboards up on Sunset, like what are those costs? Like people will spend thirty million to make a film and another ten million to let people know about it. So you know, this it's... is why I love when Jennifer Garner tags me. It's free advertising. I didn't have to pay to acquire two hundred new followers. No. It was just thank you. So when you do viral videos, that's how and you. And that can... was free advertising. You yeah. didn't have to pay anything. I remember, um, you know, Carly Craig. We had her on our show yeah. a while back. Well, she's been really um, leaning into TikTok and doing a lot of videos. And so I've been able to see a lot of her stuff. And a lot of her content she's kind of been talking about is back, I want to say maybe four years ago, she had booked Mad TV. They brought it back, oh, yeah. which is like SNL. And, you know, they really all thought this is it. Like, this is our big break. This is happening. 
And unfortunately, due to lack of marketing, no one knew about it and it never got renewed. And so it just drives home your point. If people don't know about it, it doesn't matter how good the content is. If you don't know about it, you're not going to watch it. It's it's the most important thing. The, The only two ways, like even if you have a script, if you're a writer, it could be the best script ever written. Yep. There's probably many in this world. Yep. There are scripts that if we're made, would become the number one movie ever in history. Yes. There's only two ways that can happen. Number one, you learn how to be a great marketer to sell your script and get in front of people, or you happen to run into somebody with a stroke of luck mm-hmm. that knows the right people and knows how to market. Exactly. It ha- You have to market. You could shoot a movie and you could have it on a hard drive perfectly. Mm-hmm. If you put it on YouTube or you were to try to sell it, you have to know how to sell and market. That's it, baby. But I never knew that. That's the entire game. That is all business is. Business is just sales and marketing. But even when we shot and filmed Addicts Anonymous, the short um, series, web series, that's what I'm looking for, um, and raised all that money, we had everything lined up professionally for pre-production and production But post-production with marketing, I mean, there was nothing, there was no plan. No. We had no idea. We we were missing the biggest component and we were uh, doing it on like a stroke of luck. Yep. Like maybe someone would see it or we can bring it into like uh, Netflix or Hulu back in the day. And yeah, I would never, like even to bring up our movie Unplugged again, if someone said, I'll give you $250,000 and that's what it took to shoot it but we had no money for marketing, I would not shoot the film. Because you have nothing without a marketing budget. I would rather, if I was given a million dollars by someone, spend 250,000 on the film and 750,000 on marketing. Yep. Because you have nothing if no one sees it. Yep. And then what helps is when you have the masses, that's the other thing. If it's garbage, it will fail, no matter how much money you have. But if it's decent or it's amazing, plus you have money, then it'll just, you have word of mouth and you have advertising. Yep. But a marketing plan is just the number one thing. And it's just such an eye opener. I just never knew that in life. Took me years to learn. We learned it when it mattered. Speaking of TikTok, I want to play before we go. There's a really interesting TikTok I want to play you. Uh-oh. Let me see. Ooh. Hey. What? Let me see if my TikTok played. Hey, my TikTok about FBI agents. Uh, it played a little bit? A little bit, 17K. Really? Yeah, they ran it. I was talking about, so I'm watching The Blacklist, as you know. Oh, I know. And just like I was thinking in real life, because every other episode, they, they rush into some business or establishment, yeah. and they say, it's FBI agent Navabi. I need to see your surveillance footage. And they're like, absolutely. And I was thinking to myself, if I was ever working at a receptionist desk or at a gym and someone ran up to me and goes fbi i I don't know what they're flashing me they're badge but how do i know that's real i mean and how would i even go do i scratch the thing and go is it chipping off like hold on a minute let me put this up under the light here so it was like hey that's cool you know what you always you you get it tiktok is 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 a slot machine you put in the video you pull it and you see what happens um but here is an interesting thing about Finland I want to play real quick. So there's one country that's been voted the world's happiest four years in a row. Can you guess what it is? 
It's Finland. Is there something magic in the Finnish air? Is it their genetics? What makes a Finn so dang happy to be alive? When you take a closer look, it may appear that their habits may be the root cause of their happiness. They spend a lot of time outdoors. About 70% of the country is covered in forests, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a Finn that doesn't like to hike. And just spending five minutes a day in nature is proven to boost your mood. As we learned in the last video, lots of Finnish folks frequently submerge themselves in ice-cold water, which is proven to boost dopamine and serotonin levels. Those are the chemicals in your brain that make you happy. And finally, the Finnish read like no other. Of a country of about 5.5 million people, they take out over 70 million books per year from the public library, making it the most literate country in the world. So the secret to happiness is no secret at all. It's accumulation of small habits incorporated into your life. And if you want to add habits like meditation and breath work, you've come to the right page. And a shout out to Breathe Blue Door on TikTok. Look Thank you for you. that fun well, video. Well, but that makes so much sense because for years and years and years and years, I feel like we've kind of been in the world of really focusing on your habits, meditating, taking care of your mental health and your physical being. Um, being outside in the earth. Remember we used to always talk about when we left LA, we just craved going to a backyard to grass and just put your walk. bare feet yes, in the grass that we haven't some... done since we moved back to the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> there is something about being one with the earth. And so that makes perfect sense. They really focus on those things. And I feel like here, even in America, we are so just in grind mode of work, 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 we want this, we want that, we want this, that you kind of forget to do these things and to be mindful and to take care of your yourself. It's very important. Yeah, I really like the whole ice plunge too. I've been seeing a lot of that for years about having a nice bath and what it does for dopamine and your body's recovery. And, mm -hmm. and what I'm starting to realize too, and Joe Rogan's a huge advocate in this, and it really does make sense, is, is beating that voice in your head and doing something very hard. It makes everything else seem easy. If you have like an important meeting or something at two o'clock, but you make a tough phone call in the morning, you go on a five mile run and you do something else, that meeting, you're just like, after what I just did in a hundred degree heat of running, after that tough phone call I made with my friend to have this tough conversation, like this meeting seems easy. Yep. If you just did nothing all day and that's the height, it become it feels so much more challenging. So I love putting yourself under that, that stress of taking a, cold shower, working out, but being out in nature is great. And then the biggest thing is reading. Yeah. The, the, there's never been a greater saying that knowledge is power. And it's, it's the most freeing aspect of why we've become addicted since 2014 of educating ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm addicted every day. Like, why is Finland the happiest? Why, why is this person losing weight? Why is this person do like, I'm curious on just learning every day well, and yeah. they read like crazy so i think just focusing on education a little more than entertainment if you're looking for growth is kind of a key like be entertained mm -hmm. but spend some time educating and that's just off my personal experience that i found a deeper happiness and understanding in life when i started sitting back and listening mm -hmm. and i started asking questions and being curious and being open and feeling okay not knowing something. We always use the analogy of sitting in the back of the room. Mm -hmm. Just because you might be like the boss at work or you might have a power position or you might feel comfortable, 
It's like go somewhere where you don't know anything. Go sit in the back of the room and take notes. Yeah, observe. And, and learn. Yep. And after a while, it just becomes normal. Try and learn something new every single day. And I shared this meme the other day, and it basically said, forget um, the big hotels with golf carts and this and that. They go, I just want to go to a, a, a hotel, if you will, that has a huge library. And you sit in that library in a cozy chair, and the waiters come, and they'll bring you your drinks, and they'll bring you little snacks, and you can just sit and read all day. Whether that's fiction, whether it's nonfiction, it's just a different kind of relaxing i think they i think that is a um a luxury that that some people have what's that time to think about this kind of stuff i think that a lot of people's minds opened up during the pandemic because they had time on their hands right most people are just stressed everyone you're, you're working all the time you have family you have obligations like when you do have two hours it's like do i want to have some wine and watch Blacklist, or do I want to go and read a book? Right. I think people are like, or do I want to go with my friends and have some dinner and some tacos and two margaritas? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think with, with Finland, I, I haven't researched it enough, but I think they just have a different culture over there in general. Like here in America, we definitely have that hustle culture, and we're just always on to the next thing, and like more, 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 and just being, you know, they, they also have two... Um, just different way of life. Like they are, they, they do have a capitalism, they have capitalism, but it's, they do have more socialist, socialist programs, mm-hmm. which is what people in America have been fighting for too, of like that conversation of free healthcare, free college. Right. Like I believe Finland has that. Um, but I do believe, I think there's like 5 million people there. It's a complete different, like America yeah. being 330 million people is it's, it's hard to compare those ideas to a place that has 5 million people only sure. because I think it works differently. But um, from an article I was reading too, it's like when, when people don't have to worry that if they get sick or something happens that they're going to be homeless on the street, mm-hmm. they can take a little more risk. They can kind of relax a little bit more. And when you're relaxed, you become more creative. You can take more risks. I think people are just afraid of taking risks because yeah. they're just so up against the wall. But I don't think it's the system. Right. I think it's our individual choices. Yeah. You know, there's there's people who make $65,000 in America who live in Nebraska and are broke. That's not because of the system or because Starbucks is $6. It's because you're not budgeting, investing, or making the right decisions. And I can speak to that without feeling like an a-hole because we made a lot of money in our life. Mm-hmm. And we made 90% bad decisions and it doesn't matter how much we made, if we would have just lived off of fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, our entire time being together, never broke sixty thousand, we'd be multimillionaires today. Mm-hmm. So that's not the system. It's just if you make sixty k a year, one hundred fifty k a year, or one million a year, right. if you spend it all, or spend more than you have, and you don't save or invest or know what you're doing financially you're going to live paycheck to paycheck and be stressed out all the time. So that's the problem because there's always been studies about that where if even if someone wins the lottery, sometimes they're more broke. Not like 100 million, yeah. but if they win like 1.2 million after taxes, you walk away with 600K, they buy a house, they buy a car, they go and then all of a sudden they have this high overhead, they can't maintain it. And so I think that's the biggest problem. But 
this is a whole longer conversation. I don't really want to hop into it today, <laughs> but um, but it is interesting to to wrap this all up. Is like it, it seems like with with Finland, they they did mention in that TikTok that being outdoors, doing something challenging, working on meditation, breathing, being around good people, and educating yourself is going to make for a happy existence. Because when you know yourself, when you're empathetic to others, mm-hmm. you just live a less angry life. You live a less uh, you have less meltdowns and tantrums in life. <laughs> you want to lay to circle and, it back, um, baby. <laughs> so I clearly need to do more reading to minimize my you meltdowns. Meditate. I think that would really help you. I gotta learn about it. I I I I I, I don't know. We'll I, I, see. Breathing and meditating, but it it's all what people talk about these days. Yeah. Cold showers, meditating, breathing yeah. exercises is like kind of the key to life. It helps. I've watched it for 10 years now, and I might have to get into it. When we get a house, I do want to get one of those ice baths that are just regulated at like 35 degrees or whatever, hop in for 10 minutes, gets rid of all inflammation, but also just like, it's really good for you. start with just a cold shower. Iceman Hoff is really big on all of that. Just start with the cold shower. You don't want to invest $38,000 in a a cooling tub? I think I want to see you in the morning, get up and take an ice cold shower. for free. For free. Oh, okay. And then you can do your breathing. Maybe that's why we're not multimillionaires. (laughs) Because I bought ice baths and things like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but uh, anyway, shout out to Finland. Shout out to Finland. I've never been over there. It'd be cool to go one day. Now it just seems like international travel. It's just like, ugh, Down what a road. hassle. I'm not. I heard somebody who's stuck somewhere because they tested positive yeah. and they're oh, yeah. stuck. And then like, what happens then? You got to pay for a hotel for two, three weeks. Like, mm-hmm. so in due time. But um, anyway, we love you. We love you guys. Thank so you so much, much for uh, for checking out the pod today. We'll be back next week, and uh, we're just wishing you a kick-ass week. Be productive, yeah, happy. Go walk in the forest, take a nice cold shower, and let us know how it feels. <laughs> take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.